I'd like to start by just singing uh, a song which um, I, I wrote spontaneously one day when I realised that I'd actually been forgetting all about God and um, that I'd actually been trying to do it all myself. You know, I did it my way and um, I guess we've all been there, haven't we? And, and I, I did mention an excellent book that Peter lent me uh, by the pastor's wife at Chard, uh, Lucy Mills, and it's called The Forgetful Heart. And when you read somebody else's book and you realise that they do the same as you and you're not the only one who keeps forgetting about God and has to be reminded, then um, it, it, it is kind of a slightly encouraging thing. Well, it's discouraging as well. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I'll just do it once through. How can I forget you? How could I ignore the love you long to pour out on my life? Why do I not trust you, keep on struggling on my own, although my hope and strength they are in you? Jesus, you are the rock on which my life is built, the only sure foundation for my soul. I lay my burden down, take up your easy yoke, and find that precious rest that makes me whole. Restorer of my soul. Why do I forget you? <clears throat> but we do, don't we? <clears throat> so if you've got your Bibles open at Psalm 62, um, let's just uh, have a think about this psalm, which begins with those classic words, my soul finds rest in God alone. My salvation comes from him. Um, let's just think about some of the images that are in, in this psalm. Um, he is my rock. He is my salvation. My fortress. My refuge. And those images, those metaphors, have been coming up quite a bit recently, haven't they? As we've gone through the Psalms, thinking about the spirituality, particularly of David's Psalms, how often he, men he mem remembers, uh, he uses those uh, images. Um, Psalm 46 that we had on Remembrance Day. Uh, the Lord Almighty is our fortress and our refuge and our salvation. Uh, Psalm 27, uh, which we looked at a few weeks ago. Uh, the Lord is my light and my salvation, whom shall I fear? Uh, when, when, on the day of trouble, he will set me high upon a rock. <laughs> All those kind of images are there, aren't they? Of David's security in God alone. <clears throat> Let's just uh, ask you, I'll ask you a question. Uh, if you were to look through this psalm and choose one word that really sums up what, uh, what, what David is, 
trying to say about his spirituality? Um, I think probably a verb. Can you find a verb in this psalm that actually says what, what David is, is talking about? Here we go. You see, you thought you were going to get me to tell you. I'll tell you what I think in a minute. Trust, that would be a good one, yeah. You could well have chosen the word trust, absolutely, yeah. There's another one as well, which I... Depend. Depend. Yeah, that's the one that... That's the one, they're both very, very good words, but they say the same kind of thing, don't they? Depend. My salvation and my honour depend on God. And we hear a lot about dependence, don't we? Some of us have got dependence... Some of us have got dependent uh, children. Some of us have got dependent children who are bigger than children and are still dependent. Um, some of us have got dependent uh, older relatives. Um, um, some of us are dependent on things. Some of us have people who are dependent on us. You know, dependent. Uh, this psalm says, actually, we are dependent on God. All of us, we may have dependents, we may be dependent on somebody else, but actually all of us are dependent, or should be dependent on God. And uh, so it begins, my soul finds rest in God alone. Uh, let's just have a look at those words one by one. My, this is very much a personal psalm. David is not talking about the nation here, he's talking about himself. My soul. Okay, it's, it is a personal psalm, hence beginning with a personal song which expressed how I was feeling at that particular time. My soul. Now, you know, people get all sorts of hung up about what is a soul. In fact, um, for many, many years um, in the medical profession, uh, they, were, they, weren't, they, they thought it was really bad to cut somebody open for an operation in case the soul escaped. People had this kind of idea that it was a thing that was somehow... It, um, but actually, the word soul is something that means the depth of our being, the centre of our being. It, it, is, it is right in... Sometimes the word heart is used at the, the centre, not necessarily meaning the thing that pumps blood, but right at the centre, our soul, who we are in our very inner being. So David says, my inner being, my soul, finds... Now, it's interesting, finds rest. God wants to give us things, but actually he's a God who wants us to seek. And maybe Norman might have talked to you a bit about seeking uh, God in, in a foreign land, uh, seeking him. We have to make an effort. At one point, uh, David says, it says about David, David strengthened himself in the Lord. So he had to make an effort to find his strength in the Lord uh, he had to come to God and acknowledge that he depended on him and he needed his strength. So there was his, his effort was to seek. It was God's doing to give. Okay, so my soul finds rest. Um, yeah, rest. My soul finds rest. Don't we all uh, require a bit of rest? I feel very tired this week. I've been driving to see my elderly uh, parents in Bedford and then we've got my granddaughter's fifth birthday party this afternoon and we were there last night and I've got to go straight after today's meeting to the party. We are longing for a rest tonight but that's not the rest. Find, find rest. We'd all like to have a place where you can rest and, uh, for, for a while um, 
and maybe you know the imagery in Psalm 23 of the of the um, the, the, the quiet meadows and you know the green pastures very very appealing but actually um, we can't always find those places and that's why in Psalm 23 it often talks about you know it says about uh, you lay a table in the presence of my enemies in the middle of the battle there is a possibility of finding that rest not necessarily in the quiet places but sometimes in the stressful places in the cell of our heart as some of the um, old uh, monks of old would say, go to your heart, go to your cell, and your cell will teach you everything. In other words, go to the very heart of where God is found, and, and you will find him in, in that place. We'll come back to rest shortly. My soul finds rest in God. In God is a phrase that talks about relationship. If we are in Christ, it's, it's, a, it's a very deep uh, expression about being in a relationship with Jesus, here being in a relationship with God. And then, alone. That word, alone. My soul finds rest in God alone. Where do we seek for our rest? We can, fi- we can seek for our rest and our strength in many, many different places. But David is saying the only true rest for our souls comes from God alone. That's an exclusive claim. <clears throat> and exclusive claims are not very popular in this world. You know, oh, you find your rest there, that's great. You know, um, uh, but actually, the Bible is claiming something pretty unique for Jesus and for God. Actually, that in him alone do we find that kind of rest. Which means that David can go on to say, I shall not be shaken. Because if you found that kind of true rest, you can't be shaken. Uh, Aston remembered in his prayers those who were being persecuted for their faith. And we hear stories about them or, or very often. Um, there was some on Radio 4 this morning as I was having my breakfast about uh, people who were being persecuted for their faith reasons. How can you find strength in those situations? You haven't got all the paraphernalia of security that we have. Only in God alone. And there may be times in your lives when you've been in a position where you could think, only God can help me now. Indeed. Uh, And at a time in my ministry when we just could not see a way forward and a way out, all we can do is to depend on God alone. You see, the psalmist, David, is being under attack. He says... um, He says here, uh, how long will you assault a man? Would all of you throw him down this leaning wall, this tottering fence? That's good because we had a totter uh, with Psalm 46. And uh, in the Hebrew, there's a play on the words between uh, a a fence, a building which can totter and fall, and God who cannot totter and fall. He is our refuge. He is our fortress. Um, he is being, uh, he's being attacked. Uh, he is being focused by uh, lies. And that there's pretty, that's a pretty bad thing to be surrounded by people telling lies about you. He says they bless with their mouths and in their hearts they curse. That's worse in a way, isn't it? If people come up to me and tell me, uh, you know, to my face, you know, that I'm, I stink or whatever, I, that's better than if they say lovely mealy mouth things to me and then they go away and, 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 and talk behind my back. 
Uh, and I always say, well, I'd much prefer people come and tell me uh, if I've got an issue. If you've got an issue with me, please come and tell me. Um, but that, the kind of backbiting thing is, is a very insidious way of destroying churches and communities and relationships. So this chap, David, is under, under, under attack, and that's why he says again in verse 5, Find rest, O my soul, in God alone. And now my hope comes from him. Where is hope going to come from? Is hope going to come from Theresa May? Well, bless her, I think she's a remarkable leader to keep going with all the attacks that she is under. Um, but we do need to pray, not just for her, but for our country and for our world. Because there are big decisions that are being made. I wouldn't want to be in her shoes for anything. And David also was in that place. Where is our hope? Our hope comes from him, from God alone. Not from any treaties, but actually from God alone. Now, if you, like me, have been in that place where you realise you've actually been doing it pretty well on your own, you know, I did it my way kind of thing, and everything's been going pretty well, and you suddenly realise you've forgotten to rely on God. Have we been there? Easily done, isn't it? Easily done. Oh, I'm doing pretty well this week, Lord. And then you come uh, confronted with the issue for which only God is going to help you and give you rest. Um, it's sometimes good to actually go away and, and just spend some time being quiet. We fill our lives with music and noise and conversation. Actually, silence is a pretty powerful thing. And if, you've, uh, if, you, if, you, if you're not the kind of person that does go on retreats, either with others or on your own, then I, th I would recommend it, especially if you're an activist. Because I'm a bit of an activist, but actually I'm also a secret contemplative, craving to escape sometimes. And if you go and find time to be quiet, um, God does speak to you. If only you can get through the noise that's going on. And do you know, every time I have been on a retreat, I, I'm pretty sure every time he has said the same thing to me, and every time, he always says, Isaiah thirty fifteen. In repentance and rest is your salvation. In quietness and strength is, is your trust. But you would have none of it. Every time. And I think, oh yes, you did tell me that before. Yes, I've got to, I've got to depend on you alone, Lord. That's great, okay. And then for a while, I remember... And then you get into the business of life and, oh, that agenda's got to be written and I've got to write the village newsletter and all that. And very soon, we're doing it again. Those of you old enough to remember Dick Emery, remember in his comedy things, when he was playing the, the, the son and he, he came back to his dad, I've done it wrong again, Dad. His dad clips him round the ear. Every time I've gone it, I got wrong again, Dad. Are we not the same? I've done it wrong again. I've forgotten you again, Lord. Hence, Lucy Mills' book title is very good, The Forgetful Heart. We do. That's why we need to remember. And that's why we do the communion to remember. That's why we read his word to remember. That's why we meet with one another to remind ourselves and be reminded of his faithful promises. So that verse uh, is engraved somewhere in here, but sometimes it gets pushed out. 
in repentance and rest is your salvation. But let's just very briefly think about this word rest. What does it mean? Well, the origin of the word rest, of course, is right back at the beginning of the Bible. Beginning of Genesis chapter 2, which is the end of the first creation account. You know, there were the two creation accounts. There's the, the, six, the six days, seven days, um, and then there's the one about Adam and Eve in the garden. And at the end of that uh, account, and you think, oh great, everything's finished, then God says, uh, on the seventh day, God rested from all his work. Well, why is that? Was he tired? Well, if you read the scriptures, you say God does not get tired like we do. You know, he's not got muscles and things like us. So God doesn't get tired. He didn't rest because he was exhausted. He rested because he wanted to have that time of reflection on all that he had made and, and also so he creates a pattern for us. That's, you know, a week is the only kind of unit of time that I can think of that isn't related to anything in the universe. A day is related to the ro- ro- rotation of the earth, yes? 24 hours. Um, a, a, a month, a lunar month at least, is to do with the rotation of the moon. A year is to do with the rotation of the earth around. But a week, seven days, why that? Because God has given us a pattern uh, so that one day in seven we should rest. And it's a good time to stop and actually uh, reflect on what we're doing and who's doing it. I've got a a very good book. Um, It's actually by a a Bristol guitar maker called Johnny Kincaid. And it's a very, very well-written book. And and it goes through exactly what you do to make a guitar. And then every so often he'll say, now just put your tools down. Uh, stop and, 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 and sit back and admire what you've made. <laughs> and I, I like that. You, and he, said, he told me that the publisher wanted to cut all that out. The publisher wanted it to be much more of a you know, factual book. But he said, no, that's what I want to put in. Actually, we do need to stop and reflect and think and pray and remember what we're doing. So God rested on the seventh day, therefore a creation ordinance. We too should rest on that, uh, on that uh, not just on the seventh day, but there's a principle of rest. And the principle of rest is to stop and say, who is the creator of the universe? Who is the person who's doing all this? It's not me. Okay, yes, I've got a list of jobs to do, but actually, unless the Lord builds the house the builders labour in vain. So the, the, the attitude of rest is to find a point where you acknowledge that although you're, you're doing your best, you're doing your bit, whatever God has called you to do with the gifts he's given you, actually it is God and God alone who does the work. So if God doesn't do it, then it's not really God's work, is it? So this whole principle of saying, actually my soul finds rest in God alone means coming back to our senses, uh, forgive our foolish ways, you know, let our striving cease, drop thy still dews of quietness. It's all in that hymn, isn't it? Um, and listen to the still, small voice of God. And the still, small voice of God to me is always in repentance and rest is your salvation. There's the repentance bit there too, isn't it? A turning back, 
Repentance means literally to change direction, to turn back, to turn back to God. And Jesus gives us uh, an encouraging call. He says, come to me, all who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. There's an invitation, isn't it, to all of us to come to him, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you. My yoke is easy and my burden is light. He's not saying you haven't got anything to do. Put your feet up, take it easy. He's actually saying, stop trying to carry all the stuff that you're carrying because you want to and just carry the yoke that I've made specially for you that fits you. And uh, the writers of the Hebrews also remind us, there remains a Sabbath rest for the people of God. And anyone who enters God's rest also rests from his own work. Uh, as Pete reminded us, you know, this, Jesus has done it. He's done it all. So when we come to this table, it wasn't us doing anything. It was us simply receiving what God has done. And so if you want to find peace and rest, my soul finds rest in God alone. Uh, St. Augustine uh, said this, You have made us for yourself, and our hearts are restless until they find their rest in you. How true that is. You have made us, Lord, for yourself, and our hearts are restless until they find their rest in you. Let's just reflect on, uh, on the words of that, of that psalm um, uh, on, on, a, on a more positive day, I wrote this tune to these words. Um, so, My soul finds rest in God alone. He alone is my rock saviour trust in him always pull out your hearts to him for the Lord our God is our refuge my salvation and my honour belong to God depend on God he is my mighty rock Trust in him all days, pour out your hearts to him. For the Lord our God is our refuge. Have we got other words that are different? All right. right. Go back to the first page. Oh, yeah, I didn't change that, did I? Yes, my sake. Yeah, never mind. Never mind. Yeah, it is the one, it is the one I sent to you, yes. Okay, well, you'll just have to get my CD and listen to it. <laughs> oh, dear. Just, you're all dying to find a present to send to that auntie, aren't you? Yeah. Uh, okay, let's just read the words, shall we? Let, let's read the words uh, from, Psalm, um, from Psalm 62. My soul finds rest in God alone. My salvation comes from him. 
He alone is my rock, my salvation. He is my fortress. I shall not be shaken. My salvation and my honour depend on God. He is my mighty rock, my refuge. Trust in him all times. Pour out your hearts to him. For the Lord our God is our refuge.